Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Beyond the Fairways with PGA Tour professional Jay Delsing and hosted by four-time Emmy Award-winning broadcaster Dan McLaughlin. Now, it's Beyond the Fairways. A Wednesday, that means we drop Beyond the Fairways. It's presented by Darty Business Solutions. Make sure and go back and listen to all the great guests that we've had. We have a huge guest coming up, literally and figuratively, and that is Chris Pronger, the Hockey Hall of Famer, top 100 all-time in the NHL. That's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin. Can't wait in studio to visit with Chris Pronger. Danny, I still marvel at how big this human being is. I'm 6'5", and I weigh all of 200. He's, what, 6'6", six, six, and he's got to weigh, what, 250? Oh, yeah. And he's put together. It's not bad. It's, <laughs> he is put together, man. What a big human being he is. And the scariest thing about him and the best thing about him from a hockey sense is his mentality he is just he's going to do whatever it takes to get the job done and I wonder if that mentality is carried over to golf and golf for former athletes is a way to kind of get that competitive itch and and fill that void once they're done and I'm curious if that'll be the case with Chris Pronger yeah I wonder that too I mean because you know we we've had a lot of guys come on the show talk about how yeah I love playing tournament golf and Prongs doesn't necessarily seem like that guy to me, but it'll be interesting to see what he thinks. You know, he does, um, he's got that, that charity, charity pro-am that he runs and makes, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars every year for the Colonel Glennis Children's Hospital. He and Dan Deardorff have done that. And so, you know, he's, he, I know he loves the game. I don't know how much he plays it, but the fact that he uses it to, to better our community, I mean... How good is that? Ascension Charity Classic had a celebrity shootout. He was a part of that. I am seated. And I'm telling you, man, he can hit the golf ball. And you find that out with hockey players. Kind of the the slap shot, I guess, if you will, has a little tie-in to what you do with the, the club. Danny, for sure, that lower body, even though you're on ice, you know, you clear you clear that front side just like you do in, in, uh, in the golf swing. And those guys, are their hand-eye coordination is ridiculous. 
Second to none. I can't, I mean, I can't imagine, I mean, I can't even skate, so forget it. But, <laughs> you know, the fact that they can do all that on ice and uh, what a, I mean, I'm also curious, Danny, what he's most proud of. Yeah. You know, he's, here's a guy that's won a Stanley Cup. He's won how many gold medals? He's won uh, the World Hockey um, uh, Award for, you know, Team Canada. And, and it goes on and on. He's won a a Norris, he's won a Hart Trophy, he's won, I mean, everything. I, how, I, I bet he's got a pretty cool trophy. Case. And you know, I'm, I'm, I know he does, so yeah. we'll, we'll get into that, I'm sure, and also some of his side businesses, which keeps him very, very busy. So this is Beyond the Fairways. We're presented by Darty Business Solutions and the Hockey Hall of Famer, Chris Pronger, is coming up. Darty Business Solutions has been enhancing the business of our customers for the last 37 years. How do we do it? Through our expertise in technology, better use of data and analytics, artificial intelligence, and machine learning. We roll up our sleeves and collaborate. We build applications and effectively communicate with our partner clients to bring their goals and objectives to the finish line. Our award-winning Access Point program is a community game changer. With nearly 100 students in the program, Mostly young African-American females are making between fifty-five dollars and $60,000 per year right out of high school. That's right, fifty-five dollars to $60,000 a year right after high school graduation. That's when they begin their training. CEO Ron Darty believes the talent is equally distributed, but access to that opportunity is not. So here's Access Point, providing more and more opportunity for those in and around our community. It's Darty Business Solutions. That's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin, and this is truly a pleasure to have in studio one of the greatest hockey players that's ever come through St. Louis and a top 100 player of all time, NHL Hall of Famer. His number 44 was retired just recently here in St. Louis, and that's Chris Pronger. And Prongs, great to have you in studio, and thanks for coming in. Thank you. Prongs, it's great to have you. Listen, not that man, I don't know how many people know about the – I mean, golf's a, a big part of your life. You, you're involved with um, – the Cardinal Glennon uh, Children's Hospital, you took over with, I guess, now kind of coincide with Dan Deardorff. But um, you're uh, a good player. You have a lot of fun on the course. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about the, the hospital, though, first. We should start off seriously yeah, before, yeah. We break, we totally before we break get into my golf though. game. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I, I uh, got introduced to Dan probably around like 99-ish. Uh, when I was playing here and, and obviously has had the golf tournament, this is, I think we're going on 35, 36 years. Uh, he asked me to be a part of it and uh, graciously graciously co-headlined with, with uh, Dan the, the golf tournament. And uh, every year we have it out at Boone Valley. And it's been uh, a great success. Raise money for uh, Cardinal Glenn Children's Hospital, the emergency wing. And, uh, you know, where you see the money, when you see where the money goes and, and kind of what's involved with it, it's, it's, it's a great opportunity. To get I was back just going to gonna ask you that when you walk in that place, it, it catches your attention and you feel good about doing the golf tournament because it's tangible. You've been there. You see what these kids and these families, yeah. the, the benefit of what you're doing. Absolutely. You see where the money goes, what, what's involved, the kids that, that it helps. And, and then certainly, uh, you see the parents and kind of, you know, anybody who's got kids that sees them go to a hospital and not understand what's going to happen. And, and they're in there day after day. They're in there over the holidays. They're in there for certain situations. And you just, you feel for them. And, and this is a chance to get back to them and the f- allow them the opportunity to 
hopefully get their kids uh, help and, and healthy again. The fear. You see that fear in their <laughs> eyes. Like, first of all, what's happening to my child? And second of all, how am I going to pay for it? Yeah. And that's one of the things, Prong said, Danny and I talk about all the time is that what golf provides, you know, this tournament we just had up in North County, we're going to raise over, well, we don't even know the number yet. Probably about 1.5 with the Ascension. Yeah. And I mean, and you were through, a part of that through, through, through golf. And yeah, thanks for coming out and doing the, uh, the shootout, but it's just amazing how much money this, this sport can, can generate. Absolutely. And, and as you know, it, it, it goes to a lot of needy people who, uh, otherwise wouldn't have an opportunity to whether whether it be have their kids get healthy or, or themselves or or a friend or loved one, so it's uh, it's certainly needed in the in the community. How'd you do in the shootout, the Ascension shootout? I was there and uh, eighteen, you piped one, and then it seemed like the waste management was going on because the fans were <laughs> the fans were all over Chris Pronger, man. It was unbelievable. Uh, it was good to uh, to get that rouse again. And, oh and, man. Uh, People chirping me, people, you know, you give them a little opening, they take full advantage of, of the ability to chirp me, but uh, it was good to get out there and, and uh, obviously be a part of the the ascension and, and the tournament. And you didn't hit guys. anybody with a seven iron, did you? I know you had to be thinking. I did not uh, whip any clubs <laughs> that I can tell you about. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed how tough everybody is when they're up in a cabana, but when yes. they have to come oh, down exactly. and say the Chris yes. Pronger, yeah. that, That's kind of what I pointed at a couple guys that were chirping. I said, why don't you come down here to the, the green and tell me that? <laughs> <laughs> Did you enjoy it, though? It's it a lot was of great. Fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. How much it, golf do you play, by the way? Every year it's the same thing. I try to make it a priority to get out and play at least a couple times a week, and I don't know, I might. On average, like that week, I played four times. Okay, in preparation. Oh, to, sure. To, to try to actually, you don't want to embarrass yourself. Play decent, uh, and then I didn't play last week, and I played yesterday in the Stiefel outing. And what's your handicap? Know. I'm a six point eight. Legit. Yeah. Mm, okay. As long as I, I, would I heard say, you guys. I would say I'm. A, I'm probably if I play, I'm probably a five. Okay. I right. talked to Murph, and I heard you guys put it on the pro and the pro-am. We did. Yeah, they had to help him out a little bit. They, yeah, they said to him, they said to him uh, you can go ahead and make a birdie about any time now. It was, uh, <laughs> it was so funny. I didn't realize that we finished, and I didn't realize we were able to use our pro's birdies if they got one. Uh-huh. Goose egg. Is that right? Goose egg. Uh, but, you know, it's funny. He couldn't make a thing. He was all over the map. He goes out, and was, I think he was tied. West Short Jr. Was he tied yeah. for the lead? Who yeah. is in, oh, yeah. who's the pro? West Short. Okay. Yeah. Pretty good. Danny, uh, I should have given him a heads up, too, for that group. He was with Murph. Oh, and yeah. Mar- they, they, they had a hell of a group. We had a, we had a great time. And Wes is a quiet guy. Yeah. And got, he, was, <laughs> he didn't know what he was walking into. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. And then he went out and played great. Uh, had, a, had a great tournament. I think he T10'd. Yeah. yeah. He, was. He, had a, he had a great tournament. So, you know, that's the funny thing about golf, as we all know. You can be 62 one day and 82 the next. Yeah. You, you never know who's going to show up. You decided to call St. Louis home. You married a St. Louis girl. You've got kids that grew up here. Why was St. Louis the right place for you? Uh, I, th- I think just I'm not a big fan of traffic and people and the big city life. Yeah. Um, you know, I think just it's a great place to raise kids, great schools. Uh, you know, uh, where I live in Ladue, I'm 15 minutes to the airport, 15 minutes downtown to the rink, 15 minutes out west. Uh, you, know, you can pretty much get anywhere in 15 to 20 minutes, which sure. is perfect. Yeah, that's, you know, Prong, so many of you guys, uh, the Canadians come and <clears throat> love St. Louis. Is that really it? I mean, our weather certainly isn't the attractive <laughs> force here. But he's used to it growing up in Canada, yeah, yeah. so a winter here is no big deal. Yeah, I think more so just Midwest 
values and people and you know it's very similar to to who we're all who we are and where we come from and uh you know midwest people are pretty easy going so when you got to st louis did you ever imagine that you might retire here and call this place home Especially uh, the way that things kind of got going initially for you. It was yeah. a tough start. <laughs> yeah. By Keenan. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, I don't think you think about that. Yeah. You never know where you're going to wind up. Um, I really don't care where I live, personally. I mean, you can get anywhere, you know, as long as you're in a place where you can get somewhere. Sure. Unlike my hometown, which is in the middle of nowhere. That yeah, right. is not an easy place to get to. <laughs> not an easy sure. place to get to or get back to. It takes me literally a whole day to get there. So your hometown is? Dryden, Ontario. And how do you get there? Oh God! There's there's two routes, <laughs> actually three. There's three routes. You can go St. Louis to Toronto, Toronto to Thunder Bay. Thunder Bay is a four hour drive to my hometown. Wow! You can go uh, St. Louis to Minneapolis, Minneapolis to International Falls, and then International Falls is a two and a half hour drive. That's the way we went up there. Or you can go St. Louis, Minneapolis, Minneapolis, Winnipeg. Winnipeg's a four hour drive. Would you, uh, I, I've always wanted to ask you this, would you ever play a round of golf with Mike Keenan? Sure. Okay. Sure. And, and what's your relationship I'm, with Mike now? Uh, it's friendly. Is it? Yeah. I don't, he was I don't so have tough a, on you though. <laughs> it seems I insane. I mean, everybody, you know, at the moment he was tough on me. I have, having gone through it, it makes you stronger. It, you, it makes you I know you've never been asked adversity. about this before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> makes you understand adversity. Um, you know, it. Was it easy going through? No, but you know what? Tough enough. It is up. what it is. Sure. Play better. Play. That's what Jay always play says. Better. Play better. Play better. Play uh, better. What's thing, the solution? Play better. Yeah. Prunks, Prunk, so one thing that I've always loved about golf is that if you shot 70 and I shot 71, it was pretty easy. I got to figure out how to play better. Yeah. Yeah. Prunks, what was it like Make one up? more putt, Jay. Make one more. Prunks, I had, Danny, you'd love this. I had a guy when I was younger, we first moved in, had a little condo and had a, um, a guard that would... You know, it'd be at the gate there, yeah. and we wanted a little privacy. And every single time I pull in, he'd go, "You know, I know you finished thirteenth. If you'd make one more putt, you'd have made another seven thousand dollars." I'm like, "Bill, I never thought of that. Yeah, right. You know, that never <laughs> crossed thanks, tips. Yeah. my mind." <laughs> no kidding. Wow, boy, you're right on it. Yeah. Huh? Wow, thanks for that, man. Yeah. Ne- never realized if I sage wait. wisdom <laughs> made more putts, I'd make more money. Prongs, what was it like growing up? Because to have two, you, you and your brother in the NHL. I mean. That's a long that's so shot, hard, man. Yeah. Uh, um, tell us a little Especially bit about from where I'm up. from. <laughs> exactly. But they'll, hey, if you can play, they'll find you. Exactly. Well, you know, pre-internet, pre-pretty much anything. Um, yeah. Uh, ultimately, yeah. If you get in the right situations, they'll find you. Are you and your brother doing a business now together? We are. Okay. And what is that? It's called The Journey. It's 100% Canadian rye whiskey. Uh, it is not a celebrity whiskey. Okay. Let's get that straight. It is all about the journey of life, the people you meet, the stories you tell. Uh, our tagline is celebrate the victories, be proud of your scars, enjoy the journey. That's Ooh, nice. And I, I like it. I like that. That's it. Mm. How, and, how's and really, that going, by the way? Uh, great. Thank you. Uh, we are currently in Missouri, Southern Illinois, New York, Minnesota, South Carolina. We are uh, about to go to Texas. Florida next month, and also next month we will be in Ontario and Alberta, wow. and then Manitoba and BC and Nova Scotia. So how did it all start? Well, you, Other you than guys drinking want- a lot of it, yeah, did you learn how <laughs> Other to- Other than being a whiskey fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, my brother and I had been talking about starting a business or doing something together for a while, 
And as he likes to say, we've done a lot of research and development on whiskey <laughs> <laughs> and figured out, uh, just got connected with the, our partner in it, Niagara Falls Craft Distillers, and, uh, you know, we talked to them about partnering together and doing something. And uh, as you might imagine, once I got involved, I figured out, okay, well then I'm all in. If I'm all in, I need to, I'm approving what it, the taste, I'm approving pretty much everything. We did the branding, the marketing, all that kind of stuff together and, and uh, had a baseline of what we liked. And then not knowing the distillery lingo and, oh, well, put more wood chips or put this or put that. Basically, like, here's That's what I wanted fun, to taste. though, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's start, doing something from scratch like that was pretty cool. And, and we're excited about where it's going to go. But you're also doing a travel business, too. I have a travel business with my wife, Well Inspired Travels. Uh, she started it, oh, boy five or six years ago now. Right during the pandemic. It was a great time to travel. It was awesome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right as the pandemic was starting, I, I quit uh, my job with the Florida Panthers and decided to do the travel business with my wife and, and come on board with her. And yeah, boom. You miss hockey at all? In what way? Playing, number one. Number Not two. anymore, no. What about being in a front office? Nope. Not at all. Nope. So you're done with it? Yep. You can ever get back into nope. it? Why, though? I mean, people have to be tugging at you. You're one of the greatest players that ever nope. played, and they want your inside. Nope. That's it. Yeah. Done. Interesting. Interesting. Prongs, the game's changed so much. I mean, I, I, I remember sitting with uh, Perry Turnbull, and he said to one of the Blues players, Percy. yeah, just he, he said, no wonder you look so good. You hadn't touched anybody in about four years. <laughs> the, 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 the game has changed. Um, what do you make of it? Uh they're highly skilled, you know. They got all. They all got a stick handling coach, a shooting coach, a skating coach, a nutritionist, a fitness guy. The, you know, they got coaches for everything. At the end of the day, can you play? Yeah. Do you understand the game? Yeah. The mental side of the game, the hockey sense. It's hard to teach that. You got to kind of grow up being taught how to play the game. And I think when you look at a lot of the kids that have come out of St. Louis, uh, it's the coaching, it's the understanding, it's the former players that have that talk to them about the game and how to play the game in a way that allows them to have success. And, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to have some great coaches growing up that maybe didn't play at the pro level, but played at the collegiate level and, and, you know, played senior hockey at a high level. And, and they took a, a liking to me and, and helped guide me and talk to me about the game and work with me in practice each and every day to, you know, get better and develop. Probs, one of the things that, I learned, you know, going from college, taking that step from college in golf to the PGA Tour is a big step because you think you're, you know, hot stuff because you're an All-American and then you get out on the range and you go, everybody's an All-American. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that guy's a little... So learning, like you said, learning the game, learning the, the, the mental side was the biggest jump for me because I, I didn't really know how to be a professional. I really didn't know how to deal with the stresses. Talk a little bit about that because you came in second overall pick and, you know, it wasn't easy at the beginning for you. I think that's where a lot of these kids and, and a lot of these teams now, you wonder why are they bringing this 35-year-old back? Why are they? Because they need pros to be around these kids to help guide them, steer them. Um, I remember when I was fin when I got hurt and finishing up, I ran into Adrian O'Coin, who I played against a number of years, and he I think he was like thirty six or thirty seven at the time, and Columbus offered him 
two million bucks to come back and practice. Basically, he wasn't even going to play, but they wanted him around the young guys because he was a good pro and he was going to help guide, have a have a, somebody that they could talk to about what what was going on. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of these teams, I don't I don't see that. You know, he's, you got McDavid in in Edmonton. You know, early in his career, I mean, they were all kids. They had no real good rudderless. Yeah. They had nobody steering the ship, nobody helped guiding these guys. And 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 sometimes it just it now, you know, eight years you wouldn't know he's eight years into his career. You think he's still a kid. He's not a kid anymore. Is it right? Eight years now? That's yeah. amazing. Wow. Yeah. That's hard to believe. Yeah. Give me um somebody you'd love to play golf with. Who's who's somebody that you haven't played Ooh. golf with that you look back and you say, and I don't care if it's a political figure, a sports figure, your neighbor, who who is it that you'd say, Boy, that's somebody I really want to play some golf with. Is there somebody that stands out for you? I don't that's know. A lot if of time together too. That's you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Around, you know. I'm not sure I like that guy. Well <laughs> yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, I don't Do know. Do we have to yeah. play a full 18? Yeah. Can we? I grew up on a nine hole track. Can we play nine <laughs> and go in for lunch, and then maybe think about playing the other nine. Exactly. Um, you know who? As I've just been watching a lot of TV lately, Ronald Reagan would be a cool guy. To Wouldn't that be yeah, great? Man, just he's a cool dude. Actor. Governor, president, you know, pretty good swag. Yeah, yeah. You know, he'd be able to carry on a conversation. Yeah. He knew a lot about a, a lot little of about history. a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. A lot of history. A lot of, uh, and just to kind of go back to like the early '80s and just kind of economically, the, you might really like him too. Yeah, <laughs> the trickle down We all would. Yeah. We? Prunks. About my fourth year on tour, I was struggling, and I found out from Bernard Langer that ninety percent of the guys had sports psychologists. I was like. Okay, I don't. Yeah, I got to go do that. Was was there anything like that that happened for you, or was there any certain player? Because really, your skills they they develop, but you you are highly skilled. When you get to that mental level where you can slow things down, that's where where at least for me, that's when things really get got better. Yeah, I, I think for me, it was more meeting my trainer. So my third year pro, my after my first year here in St. Louis, I. Uh, Al McGinnis was training with a guy by the name of Charles Poliquin, and uh, he had met him in Calgary. He was a Canadian Olympic trainer, and 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 uh, I w- I met him at Al's house, and I walked in the door. I literally took four steps, and he goes, "What's wrong? You get bad left shoulder?" I go, "Yeah." He goes, "Well, you get bad right knee?" I go, "Yeah." Four steps. Is that right? Wow. You could tell just the way that I was walking, my shoulder was up, my knee, I just my gait was off. And and the way he trained us, you know, every every program was different. It's no cookie cutter pro, you know, especially back then. This is like ninety six. You know, no cookie cutter programs. Everything was like built around getting you healthy first, you know, fixing your maladies, and then all right, now training with a purpose for your sport. Sports-specific stuff. You know, he had a lot of Olympic athletes in there. He had shot putters, and he had football guys, and he had – we we all weren't doing the same stuff. Right. Was right. Al McGinnis the most fit? He he had to be as he fit was in great anybody. He, he was in he, great shape. He he never – Still is. Between yeah. you two guys, you never left the ice. Yeah. Oh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> fun for <laughs> – Fun for the other defensemen yeah. that never had to play. Yeah. You're taking on the uh, all the ice time. I, I am so curious about this. As you reflect on your career, simply put, what, what are you most proud of? What What's the thing that stands out for Chris Pronger? Uh, after my first couple years, I would just say consistency. Yeah. yeah. Each and every game, each and every day, just showing up, putting in the work. Yeah. Whether it was a preseason game, a regular season game, or a playoff game. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, as you said, if you're in, you're all in. If you're in, you're in. Be that, in. That trophy case you have has to be badass, man. How many gold? Is there anything you look at and go, well, I remember talking to Andy Bennis one time, and he because he's got a, a gold medal in baseball and also a World Series ring, and he said he wakes up on Christmas morning and gets his old jersey back on that fits him like an <laughs> extra small. Like a glove. <laughs> and he walks into the kid's room, and he, and he says, hey, any of you kids got one of these? You know, he's got a gold medal around his neck and a World Series ring on there. You got a lot of really cool, uh, cool Yeah, trophies. I would say, obviously having gold medals cool, but I grew, you know, having grown up, when it was amateurs only, it wasn't like, oh, my God, I want to do that. I wanted to win a Stanley Cup. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you did it. Yeah. And I was able to do it. It was awesome. Um, you know, had a couple killer parties. and <laughs> yeah, Oh, yeah. <laughs> As you might imagine, you know, when you finally fulfill a lifelong dream, it's pretty cool. Did you, did you get into the, the Stanley Cup run of the Blues? Did that catch your attention or were they – I know they were asking you to come yeah. down and do some different things, but did you get into it at all? Not really. Not really. I mean, it's you've it been was, there, done it. It was about it was about those guys. Like, yeah, you know. And, and I had already won one, and sure, you know, it was great to see, great to be a part of. Obviously, Chief was uh, assistant coach with me in Philly. Exactly. Um, you know, so I knew him very well. I was happy for him. Uh, you know, some of the guys that were on that team played with Braden Shen for a cup of coffee when I was in Philly. Yeah. Um, no one Petro and and some of these other guys. Uh, you know, certainly happy for them, and 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 obviously the organization. Fifty two years of. Heartache. Heartache, oh, yeah. Heartache. You were and, part and of tough that. tough losses <laughs> yeah. and, uh, you know, what coulda, shoulda, woulda. Uh, and then to see them be able to pull it through and, and win one for the city was awesome. Prongs, if there were a video camera on that cup. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, I'm not sure you'd want to. You, I'm not sure. My kids ate cereal out of it, too. So I'm not sure you'd want your kids eating cereal out of that thing. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> However, they do buff and polish that thing every single day. Yeah, for sure. I, they, well, if they don't, there's like bacteria and things <laughs> yeah, of that nature. Yeah. Some type of fungus coming yeah. out of it. COVID's got nothing on yes. that. Oh, no. By that the way, that's why my immune system is so good. <laughs> <laughs> what keeps you busy these days outside of your businesses that we talked yeah. about? But what, what keeps you busy? Kids and you know, just kind of. And your kid, you got two at SMU and you got one in high two school Two at here. SMU, one at high school at MICDS. And she's uh, ninth grade and a freshman and a, a junior at SMU and. Wouldn't it be nice to go back oh, to SMU God. for anything? Wouldn't boys? it be nice to actually go to college? I never went, so oh, I'm like, man, would you want to go back? I almost signed up. Did you really? Yeah, I was like, damn, this is pretty cool down here. <laughs> I like oh. this SMU gig. I wasn't talking about being in person. <laughs> oh, no, I was going in person. <laughs> so I dropped talking. him off. I'm like, oh, shit, this is pretty cool. <laughs> this is Rodney Dangerfield right here, you know? <laughs> that's right. We, we got back to school. Oh, my gosh, that's perfect. You'd be perfect for that, too. You'd have all the parties. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. You'd be the hub. Your wife would love it. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We got our, our oldest moved into his apartment. I'm like, God damn, I didn't even live in one of these when I was pro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this thing's sick. <laughs> my my uh, third daughter got a volleyball scholarship to Fordham, and she moves in, and I'm like, what is this? Yeah, it's I better mean, than it, what you're living in. Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, these kids do not want for much. No. Yeah, they really don't. As you reflect back on St. Louis in particular, what are you most proud of? Because you had a lot of great moments here, uh, yeah, man. I would just say legacy. My numbers in the rafters. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I don't know why people must forget how old I am. They're like, man, you when are you, you coming back? I'm like, I'm almost 49 years old. Yeah, right. <laughs> Out of your mind. I got a knee replacement. 
I'm a bad back. I'm like, uh, no. How many surgeries have you had? 16. 16. Wow. Yeah. I, I was talking to Jason Isringhausen the other day. I think he's got 18 or 19. And that the point is, I don't think the average fan understands the, the pounding that your body takes. You would agree with that, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, some guys come out unscathed and others do not. Yeah, for sure. I, I Frank, when you ladder. get to be my age and you get back with the boys... Nobody's walking straight, brother. No. Nobody, <laughs> no. nobody stands too long either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody's looking for the chair. <laughs> so what do you want to accomplish as your life moves forward? You're still a young man. You've you got business opportunities. You don't want to do hockey. So what do you, what do you want to do? Yeah, I, I, you know, I'd love to you know, do something with my kids at some point. That'd be um, fun. You know, I think that'd be really cool. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll let them play out their path here. But... Uh, uh, as, as we go here in life, you know, just enjoy every moment. You know, you get days like we had yesterday and today where it's 80 and sunny. It's not always like that here in St. Louis, as it we know, take advantage of those days and, you know, have, uh, live a blessed life and just and take it one day at a time. Bronx, any athletes on the kids? Uh, they played, you know, they played hockey early on and then they played basketball and lacrosse and, you know what? You just want to be happy and healthy. And would you have played? Would you have played hockey if lacrosse was around? Then you could, where you could actually legally hit somebody I, I with a actually, stick. Actually, my first year in junior, uh, our our guidance counselor for the team was the head lacrosse coach at our high school, and he said, "Hey, Chris, uh, you're playing lacrosse." And I'm like, uh, uh, "No, I, I don't. I never played. I don't know how." He's like, "You're playing." I go, "Huh?" He goes, yeah. Relax, you're playing. I go, okay, how do you play? Yeah. He goes, listen, it's easy. All you, I played long stick. He's like, all you got to do is anytime somebody comes near you with the ball, spear them in the throat. And that was it. <laughs> Great advice. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I, really? You can he goes, do that? He goes, yeah. And then if they try to go by you, slash them, try to break their arm. And I'm like, well, I can do that. This is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's right up your alley, buddy. Oh, this game's easy. That's, is there an athlete that, now that, that you like to watch? Like in, in golf, it could be basketball. I don't care what it is, but is there an athlete that you'll sit there and you'll say, mm, I'll give him five minutes, ten minutes on the television to watch? Yeah, I'll, well, I mean, I'll watch McDavid. I mean, Dan, this boy's fast. Yes, he is. Um, just watching how he can accelerate and Yes, he, he looks like he's going fast, but then when you see how fast he goes around somebody, you're like... It's unbelievable. And and being able to control the puck while picking up pace. There are very few players, believe it or not, Sergei Fedorov was the other one. Yeah. While you're stick handling, accelerating. Normally you have to skate and then handle the puck. Those two guys can do it while accelerating picking up pace and stick handling and seeing everything. Very, yeah. very, very, Federal very was awesome. few players. He was tough. In man. the history of the game yeah. can actually do that, believe it or not. Prongs, you were one of the best defensemen of all time. How would you how would you defend him? I know you'd get in his way somehow. Well, Play the cross. Well <laughs> you take a couple pieces of meat early on <laughs> and he's not gonna be coming down my side. Yeah. yeah. He'll yeah. be going over See if to the he other still side. still wants to come on down. Yeah. You can come on down, bro. That's kind of the way I used to play basketball, Danny. I wasn't that good, but I had five fouls. So yeah. you know, you if go. you're gonna light uh, me up, it's I gonna would, be from outside. I would tell my kids, I go, you got five, so make sure you make them good. Make them count. Yep. Was there one player that uh, leave a mark that you didn't like going up against? No. Okay. Was there <laughs> one player that stood out when you were playing, like a Fedorov or others, that you said, boy, I got to keep my eye on this guy? 
There's probably a bunch. There was one. There was usually one or two on every team. Yeah. yeah, you know, like we played Colorado a lot, so it was Forsberg and Sackick. We played Detroit a lot. It was Federov. I was usually against Fedorov. Um, Stevie Y. Steve, yeah, but I that was more. I was usually more against Fedorov. Um, Dallas, you got Medano. Yeah, uh, you know, like in New England, you, there's always every every team. There's usually one or two guys that all right. This is the matchup. This is. You know, I'd start, I was talking to somebody yesterday about my routine. I'm like, I wasn't one of those guys uh, touching chin pads and chatting during warm-up. I'm like getting my game face ready, preparing for what I needed to do each and every game. I wasn't flipping pucks to the crowd and, you know, banging on the glass at kids. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm getting into my shit. I got to get going here. Let's wrap it up with this. Best way to get into your businesses in terms of – uh, what you're doing, like find out about it, websites, things yeah. of that nature. Uh, com, thejourney.com, or on uh, Instagram, thejourneywhiskey, or on Twitter, thejourneywhiskey, uh, Wellinspired Travels on Instagram. Um, yeah, there's uh, all kinds of stuff. for As far as the whiskey's concerned, you can find out where you can get it, which is pretty much anywhere here in Missouri. Yep. Uh, any Spoken local, like a true Missouri, yeah, I like it, any I like local it. grocery store, liquor store, whatever. Uh, and then obviously the travel, their stuff for to reach out on there. Can't say thanks enough for coming in. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You Great to it. see you, Prongs. That's Chris Pronger. This is Golf with Jay Delsing, presented by Darty Business Solutions. Darty Business Solutions has been enhancing the business of our customers for the last thirty-seven years. How do we do it? Through our expertise in technology, better use of data and analytics artificial intelligence, and machine learning. We roll up our sleeves and collaborate. We build applications and effectively communicate with our partner clients to bring their goals and objectives to the finish line. Our award-winning Access Point program is a community game changer. With nearly 100 students in the program, mostly young African-American females are making between fifty-five dollars and $60,000 per year right out of high school. That's right, fifty-five dollars to $60,000 a year right after high school graduation. That's when they begin their training. CEO Ron Darty believes the talent is equally distributed, but access to that opportunity is not. So here's Access Point, providing more and more opportunity for those in and around our community. It's Darty Business Solutions. I love visiting with former athletes that love the game of golf. Clearly, he loves the game of golf. Plays, he said, sometimes three, four times a week. So uh, it was fun to visit with Chris Pronger. What a character. Well, a real character, lover of life, great laugh. And, you know, Danny, he's he. you could see the hockey player sitting next to us, you know, because he's – Little edge. He, yeah, he's, he just has that edge. And that is great. Gone in today's hockey game, you know, the, the, in today's NHL. I love what both of you said. You know, you're talking about prime athletes that I get the chance to sit here with. But if you're in, you're all in, which is what he said. And I know you felt the same way about golf. If I'm going to be in, man, I'm practicing. I'm doing this pedal to the metal. I'm all in. Yeah, no question. And, and I loved when he was talking to Danny about his mental prep. Him, he said, I'm not flip, flipping pucks up to the, to, you know, I'm not you know, kissing babies and doing all that stuff. I'm thinking about what I have to do. And if you think about what he had to do, he was up, he probably, he nearly spent half of the game on the ice. Oh, yeah. And he was up against the other team's studs every shift. 
How about being you're six five? Yeah, he's six six. Let's talk about golf for a tall player. Yeah. Is yep. it tougher to be taller? to play this game. It's tougher to be consistent. You know, far, the further away from the ground you are, the more moving parts you have. You know, he's... Danny, there's nothing on me the size of him, though. I mean, I'm tall, but he's... His arms are probably as big as my legs. <laughs> right. He's just... He's just such a, a big, strong, fit guy. Um, he... he um, I just marvel at the fact that he can hit it like he does. I mean, you t- you still talk about the 18th, the drive he had on eight, the 18th hole in the shootout and how far it went and how straight it went. And I think he mentioned that he got down to a three at one time. I mean, well, the thing is, too, crazy. you get hands, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're a pro athlete, you got soft hands yeah. for the most yep. part, and yep. that's the case with Chris Pronger, and you got to have that in the game of golf. Yeah, and and you've got the soft hands from playing Ooh. shortstop and all that. Yeah, you do. You know you do. you got good hands. Around the greens, you got you got great hands. His, his um, He's got smallish hands and smallish feet for a guy his size. I mean, a size 11 uh, shoe for a guy, you know, 250 pounds, looks like his skis aren't long <laughs> right. enough to stand up on for him, but... um. I, I love having him in the community, Danny. I love the fact that he's, um, you know, he's an honest guy. Yeah. He, I mean, you said, how about coming back into, nope. nope. How nope. about coming back, nope. nope. How about, I mean, it's just. That surprised me a little bit. I think there's too much, um, oh gosh, frosting for him. I think he's just a hardcore, let's get down to the facts. Let's keep it nuts and bolts. Let's give an honest opinion. I think. The fluff is what loses him. I, I I don't know. That's just kind of my take. I, I agree with you. Ben, and a great person. You know, he's yeah. decided to call St. Louis home. He's invested in the community. And you you want that from pro athletes. You want them to be invested in your community, charitable side, and also being good with fans. And that's been the case with Chris Pronger. Oh, absolutely. And his wife, Lauren, is a complete sweetheart. You know, she's from here and uh, done a lot for the community as well. She's got a business here. And so... Yeah, that it's um it's interesting, you know. He's he talked about SMU, Danny. I I step on that SMU campus and I feel like I'm on a vacation. <laughs> right. I was like, what is this? It's amazing. Hey, that was fun to visit with Chris Pronger. Always fun to do this. It's Beyond the Fairways, presented by Doherty Business Solutions, and we'll do it again next week. Awesome, Danny. Thanks for being with me. That's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin, and this is Beyond the Fairways.